This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by our by our very special guest, Mark Neal, former station director, programming director at Wing 1410 ESPN Radio in Dayton, longtime friend of mine. He also was the former co-host of Bucknuts Live, a show we used to do Sunday mornings. Dan Rubin and Mark Neal were the hosts of that show. Mark, welcome in, old buddy. How you doing? I'm great. Great to see you, Dave. I mean, I, I always joked I wasn't necessarily in the Bucknuts family, but I was a, a distant cousin at worst. You were a, a first cousin at worst. I mean, <laughs> how about we we'll claim you as like an, an adopted brother. How about that? Um, you're a brother from another a brother from another mother, as they say. So on today's show, we're going to talk a lot of stuff. Mark and I are going to get into what I like to call like the, the real top 10 or in this case, the real top 12. The Vegas odds, or you don't have to say Vegas odds anymore. There's legalized sports gambling in Ohio, too. Just the sports book odds of who's going to win the national championship um, in college football. I think it's fun to look at that. So Mark and I are going to take a look at that. We're going to talk a little bit about recruiting. The Buckeyes landed a four-star safety yesterday, and it's only their third defensive recruit they've landed in their 2024 class. Could we see a barrage of defensive recruits coming? And we're just going to talk some Ohio State football in general, give Mark's thoughts on this team, where he thinks they're at in year five of the Ryan Day era, any concerns we might have. Um, but let's start with this. I, I love this. All right. Odds to win the 2023 national title. Georgia, the two-time defending champion, plus 230. Alabama next at plus 550. Ohio State, 7-1. to one. That team up north, 9-1. to one. LSU and USC, 14-1. to one. Clemson, 17-1. to one. Florida State, 18-1. to one. Penn State, 20-1. to one. Texas, 30-1. to one. And then bracketed there at 12th, Notre Dame and Tennessee, 35 to 1. If you don't know what that means, if you uh, place 100 bucks on Notre Dame to win it or Tennessee to win it and they win it all, then you win $3,500. So there you go. Um, I think there's really only probably four or five teams that really have a chance. What do you think, Mark? I think that's how it's always been. If you go back in time, a long time, there's only been about 20 teams that have won the national title in what the last 80 years. Uh, so it's pretty safe to say that the big dogs will be there. I mean, everybody was kind of saying, oh, I don't know about Georgia. They lost eight starters off a of defense, and they won that title convincingly. Um, you know, these preseason Vegas odds, to me, Dave, are more about 
setting a, a line that people are going to be interested in. It's a big guess. You don't want to say something stupid and make Georgia 35 to one odds. But for the most part, it's just, Hey, let's these out or maybe people will put some money on this. Uh, but uh, more or less, I feel like a lot of the preseason stuff is just, you know, CYA for Vegas. They, you know, they're just like, there's a couple teams that we think, but we don't want to give them too big of odds. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to think sometimes about preseason odds, but yes, I agree with you. I think there's a, a small amount that have a real shot to win a national title. Let's focus on Ohio State seven to one, the third best odds. Um, seems about right to me. I, I think there's some value there because, um, again, for those that don't know what that means, seven to one odds. I'm sure most of you do. For those that don't, if you put a hundred dollars on Ohio State to win the national championship, they win it. You get seven hundred bucks. So seven to one odds, or anything, you know, however, however you want to do the math, however much you put on it, seven to one odds. That's how it works. Um, I think there's some value there. I think the Buckeyes. We're gonna get into much more. We'll delve into maybe any concerns you have and what you think of this roster overall, but. Um, just feels like they're due, man. They've been so damn close. They were a missed field goal from winning it all last year, in my opinion. I think they would have taken it to TCU. Um, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I like the value there at seven to one for the Buckeyes. Oh, certainly, it's Ohio State. They're always going to have a chance. No doubt Ohio about State it. Um, is, go ahead. Especially on offense, it's a, it's a strange situation for the Buckeyes because you look and you're like, wow, they got seven starters back on offense. That's great. Uh, the problem is, is that they're the three, the four positions that they're missing are arguably four of the top five most important positions on the offense. Quarterback, both tackles, center, very important spots that they're that they're missing. So I don't know what to make of that. Anytime you have to replace a quarterback, it's a big deal. And a lot of teams, Georgia, Alabama, a lot of big time programs have to replace that quarterback. So. Uh, you know, I, I think the the, the, uh, the you know it's kind of uh, an unknown how, how good the Buckeye offense will be because we don't know much about the quarterbacks. It's interesting seeing um, LSU and USC bracketed there, fifth best odds there, um, fourteen to one though. So a little bit there's a big jump there from Ohio State. I mean, a seven to one, and then all the way to fourteen to one for LSU and USC. Uh, Clemson, dare I say, there might be some value there. I like their young quarterback and Dabo. Um, I like the offensive coordinator he brought in and, you know, I mean, Clemson, I'm not saying they're going to win at all. I just think the value there at 17 to one is interesting. What do you think? Well, they got off to a rough start last year uh, and they were trying to figure it out. I mean, they thought DJ was the guy and who didn't, I guess, at that point, but it, it showed pretty quickly that they needed to go in a different direction than they have now with club Nick. Uh, you know, when they were winning national titles, they had this talent everywhere, especially on the defensive side. They got to replace some big guys on the defense. Uh, Murphy, he brings some big time players on the defense. But yeah, that's a very good roster and a very manageable schedule. I'm trying to look at some of these other teams. Tennessee, the sleeping, I've been saying they're a sleeping giant. I'm not the only one. And they, they, you know, they, uh, they came alive last, you know, last uh, year. Not that they were like a national title contender, but Tennessee like became like, you know, a legit team again last year. I think Josh Heupel's a good coach. I'm not going to put anything on them to win the national championship. I don't think they're going to win at all. But 35 to one odds. That's interesting. Would anybody pulling up the rear there um, interest you? Penn State has a really good roster this year. They're sitting there at 20 to one. I don't believe in James Franklin, though, as a game day coach. I think he's a good motivator. I think he's a hell of a recruiter. He's put together a pretty good staff. But I just don't – I just, I think he would hold them back from winning a national title. But Penn State at 20-1, to 1, they've got a really good roster this year. Yeah, great young quarterback. I, like, I think Aller is going to be 
very good. Uh, two solid running backs. They always are able to piece together some uh, good offensive line. They got one of the best offensive linemen in the country back on that left side. Yep. Uh, they generally speaking have a pretty solid defense. Now they're going to have to get over two big humps for them at Michigan and Ohio state. Uh, and then once they get to the playoffs, can Penn state hang with the, the cream of the sec crop or a Clemson or an USC that remains to be seen. Uh, uh, so, but yeah, for value sake, certainly. All right. I'm going to move on. We've, uh, we hit that. I love looking at that, you know, the, the top 10, I threw two extra teams in there since Ohio state's playing Notre Dame and, and Tennessee was bracketed, so I threw in the top 12. You got the Vegas top 12 there, um, but I do want to move on and talk some recruiting. Uh, Buckeyes landed four-star safety Jalen McClain yesterday. That was great news. Um, they now have 14 commits in their 2024 class, Mark. They have th- – only three of them are defensive recruits. It went from two to three, though, in one day, so we're, we're going the right direction here. Listen, man, I, I think – I know I'm not breaking news here if you follow Bill Curlick and all the other great recruiting guys we have, like Steve Wiltfong, Mark Porter – it feels like Ohio State's on the verge of a barrage of defensive recruits over the next couple months. I'm here for it. Um, everybody was freaking out, um, and maybe rightfully so. I mean, you're sitting there with two defensive recruits. People are like, what's going on? Um, but I think – and I'm, I'm curious to get your perspective on it. Like, if you're – it seems like Ryan Day recruiting on the offense is just going to be, you know, I don't want to say easy, but a lot easier than the defense. They need to prove it. Um, so, do you think there's going to be maybe a barrage of defensive recruits coming? And where do you think – you know, this program is at as far as defensive recruiting going into the, the year five of the Ryan Day era. Well, let's start with the second part of that question. I got roasted when I was still doing my show because I was super concerned about the defensive recruiting with Day. When Urban Meyer got here, right away, what did he do? Noah Spence, Adolphus Washington. Immediately, he addressed big parts of your defense. He's like, we need to be better on the defensive line. And they scored some big time players. Uh, you know, all 11 positions while he was here. And I thought Day was going to be more like a Lincoln Riley type recruiter. And they, and they've shown that now, Larry Johnson, I'm not going to be hyperbolic here. Day has done a great job. They brought in some great players. I think Larry Johnson has helped smooth a lot of that over by being able to get uh, JTT. Uh, Of course, having Jack Sawyer be from the area, having Zach Harrison be from the area, you know, they've got, Got in some big-time recruits like Teron Vincent, although he didn't end up playing like a five-star, kind of as you mentioned on this show yesterday. I think Larry Johnson really helped smooth over some of the recruiting issues. The back seven has been uh, touch and go at times. It's looked good in terms of some of the recruits. Liam Eikenberg, I don't know that they ever expected him to be this good. Uh, He's very good. Uh, Same with uh, Steel Chambers. He was brought in. Kind of as a, I mean, you're better at this than I am. Was he really brought in more as a running back than a linebacker? Yeah. And he's very he good. Too. As a running so they've, back. Had, yeah. they've had to piecemeal it together at those positions, just like they did when Urban first got here, moving Zach Boren over to middle, things like that. But there's no Ryan Shazier next to him. Uh, there's no, uh, you know, big time five star Wade Okuda type guys in the, in the secondary. Ryan Day is very focused on the offense. I don't want this to turn into a shootout type thing. I don't know that it ever will at Ohio State, but to me, I love Ryan Day. So I'm not trying to get beat up by Buckeye fans, but he's just his ability to land them and 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 figure that out on the defensive side is where he really differentiates from Urban uh, in terms of a, as as a recruiter. 
Very good points. And I think that is where he made – why he made the error of bringing Kerry Combs in as defensive coordinator because he knew – and Kerry did deliver. He landed some big-time prospects when he was only here for a couple of years. And he, he brought in Denzel Burke and Jordan Hancock and all these guys. And J.K. Johnson at the time was a big-time prospect. He was bringing in – they immediately flipped it. Like, there was all of a sudden getting good corners. So they brought in Kerry Combs thinking, okay, I got to get these recruits. But then – Kerry Combs was over his head as a defensive coordinator. I'll never forget going, going into that 20, uh, 2020 season. Kerry Combs said, um, we were just happy there was football because of COVID. But he, we're sitting there, and he tells us, I'm not really much of an X's and O's guy. I'm not really like a, ta like a tactician. You know, and he was saying, Matt Barnes is really that for us. I'm sitting there thinking, you're the defensive coordinator. You should be a tactician. You should be an X's and O's guy if you're the – you know, he's making the point that he's more of like motivator. And like he's basically saying whatever all the fans said. It's like he's like – good at a, being in a position coach, but was completely over his head as, as a defensive coordinator. But my point is, Mark, I think that's probably why Ryan Day was overcorrecting because you were totally right. Anybody who gave you flack is now eating their words because that has been the concern. Have they recruited terribly on defense? No, but that's not what you were saying. You were saying Urban came in here and was recruiting, recruiting lights out defensively and offensively, whereas Day's recruiting lights out offensively, maybe even better than Urban was, but there's been a hit defensively. But I am optimistic that this 2024 class, we're going to see a good amount. I'm going to say like six defensive recruits over the next commitments over the next two months. Maybe I'm being conservative there. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, it, it, David, you know, I mean, this, this is Ohio State, so it's not like people are going to not come here to play defense, regardless who the coach is. If there's a slot open that they think they can win at Ohio State on defense, don't come to Ohio State. So I don't see them just falling off the map and ever becoming some team that gives up 40-plus points a week. I don't see that being the norm. Uh, but they're not going to be the same defensive team to me as they were certainly under Meyer or Trestle. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can kind of get there. I was very optimistic about Jim Knowles, and I still believe in him. I think we've got to acknowledge the fact that the talent on defense last year was not as good as I thought it was. If you told me last year at this time they were going to have one defensive player drafted and they would have guys go early to not get drafted, not to pick on Ronnie Hickman, but like, you know, I, I don't think his stock would have risen by coming back. He's not going to get bigger. He's an undersized safety um, who's probably better in the box than he is as a free safety, which also hurts. It's not like he's like a ball hawk, but that's just an example. Zach Harrison was the only player drafted off the defense and he was a third-round pick. Mark, I don't think I've ever seen that at Ohio State. Even going back, like when I was a fan, like a little kid, the early Cooper years, they were dreadful defensively. But they'd always have like a Steve Tovar that would be, a, you know, like a decent draft pick or some guy that you didn't even think was going to be like a first-round pick that would be a first-round pick. I don't remember an Ohio State defense having one draft pick in the entire draft and it was a third-rounder. So the, the talent wasn't as good as what I wanted last year. But there's no excuses this year. No excuses. The talent is there this year, and they're juniors. That's where the crux of it is. Tui Moloow and those guys. So we'll see about Jim Knowles uh, if he can turn it around this year. That leads me to my next thing, Mark. So let's get into this team. I want to get your thoughts on this roster, um, just your general thoughts heading into Ryan Day's fifth year. Jim Knowles, as I mentioned. Um, do you have any major concerns? Is it the defense? Is it the offensive line? Just uh, break down your thoughts on this Ohio State 2023 team. I'm more concerned about the quarterback position because I think that this team defensively will be good enough in Big Ten play 
uh, to get things done uh, in that respect. You got to you look at the skill stuff, Dave. It's kind of amazing uh, in today's world with transfers and going pro early and just graduation in general. Who's what receiver had the most yards that's not back this season is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, basically, anybody that ran the ball is back. Uh, so just a plethora of skill talent around whoever is the quarterback, which I'm sure would be Kyle McCord, but we just don't know much about him. Now we didn't know much about CJ uh, two years ago either, but at the same time, he's got all the, the benefits of all this talent around him. Now you're missing your tackles and your center. That's huge. Um, I think they've, Good job to, re- to fill those holes. We'll find out. Only time will tell. You don't replace a Paris Johnson. Johnson. So we'll see how that works. Dwayne Jones was a great right tackle in college. So these are, and Whipler, nice player in the middle. Those are big time holes. But whoever this quarterback is, has got plenty to work with around him. So to me, a huge X factor certainly is how effective is that quarterback. Offensive line's my concern. That's my biggest concern. It is. I, I, I don't think they're going to be bad, and I believe in Justin Fry and the talents there. I keep saying this. I just need to see it first. Like, I'm not like I'm – not, I'm not sounding alarms, but if I had to pick my biggest concern, it's the offensive line. And I'm not – it's not a, a massive concern. Like, we're saying one, you're not concerned at all. In fact, you're, you know it's elite, like wide receivers. That's a one. Ten is you are setting off alarms. I'm at about a six for the offensive line, and – but I'm, I'm confident that maybe that can get down to like a four or a three. And if they can just be good, Mark, on the offensive line, I think this team's going to be dangerous if whoever wins that starting quarterback job is going to be a good starting quarterback. And I believe whoever wins that job will be a good starting quarterback, whether it's Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, uh, especially playing in this offense. These wide receivers, Ryan Day as your quarterback's coach. Well, Corey Dennis is a quarterback's coach, but Ryan Day, um, the maestro, uh, the head coach. I still believe he's going to be the offensive coordinator. We'll see. I don't know how much he's going to turn over to Brian Hartline. Um, what do you think about that? I'm curious to your take on that. Do you think Ryan Day is going to turn over play calling duties to Brian Hartline? Because I'm not buying that. Maybe slowly. Uh, I think what you said yesterday on this show made it was a you know very important statement. Talk. At least I heard it somewhere about uh, Joe Philbin coming in relationship line uh going back to their nfl days uh with, with the dolphins uh, i think philbin will be a, a person that uh, will help kind of guide heartline when day can't uh to help groom him and help him be more of an offensive coordinator ryan day when when push comes to shove will be making the calls i mean that's like urban uh you know, when it when it was from urban overrode anybody because and that's you know, Ryan Day might have a lot of things to take care of, but when it comes down to crunch time, Day will be making the play calls. Um, I think they may try to slowly ease Heartline into that. That's what Day was kind of brought here to be, was this offensive guru. So when you take that off his plate, that's a big chunk of what he's there for, in my opinion. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I just, I just, I don't know. Again, as you mentioned, he – Maybe he'll slowly turn over, you know, more and more to Brian Hartline. That's probably the most reasonable um, outcome, in my opinion. But I, there's no way he's just going to turn. Here you go, Brian. We're going to South Bend. Have at it, buddy. Um, all right. I want to end the show on this. And this says he says Dave, but also Mark's going to give his take on this. He said this is from Darren on YouTube. 
What would you say is the number one most important name we have to get this cycle on defense? And most important recruit on defense for the 2024 class. I'm going to go with Aaron Scott for a variety of reasons. He's the number one player in the state. He's a corner. He It's an Ohio State-Michigan battle. For all those reasons, I mean, they need corners. And he's the number one player in the state. He's from Springfield, a place Mark and I know well, being Mark's originally from Fairborn. I'm originally from Beaver Creek. So we grew up playing against, uh, you know, Springfield teams. This kid lives right about half hour down the road from me right now. Can't lose the number one player in the state. You can't lose him to Michigan. So I'm going to go with, even though there's a lot of guys that I, would, I thought about, to me, it's Aaron Scott. What do you think, Mark? I, I think that there's something to that, Dave. There's a lot of good corners right now, uh, for whatever the reason, in the state of Ohio. Interestingly enough, there's a lot of good defensive backs, and Ohio State needs as much of them as they can get. One thing that I think uh, fits uh, a lot of the teams around Ohio are players from Ohio, especially guys that Ohio State can't get. Now, Aaron Scott wants, but lots of teams, whether it's Michigan State, recently Kentucky, uh, for years, Michigan, Penn State certainly, have made so much a just getting players to Ohio. So, yes, keeping them from going up north uh, is, is, is huge. Uh, Ohio State, I mean, Michigan's got two Heisman Trophy winners that we let leave the state. Um, so, absolutely. When you talk about all the factors you said, Springfield is right in the middle of the state, uh, right by Columbus. Great player. You don't want to leave the state. You don't want to start setting the precedent of letting great Ohio players leave. When Urban came here, it really was a dynamic shift that Cooper started, Trestle ended, and Urban kind of brought back where it was like, we'll get the top-tier players in Ohio, and then we're going nationally. I think there's something to locking up the players in this state and making it the thing to do. I'm not saying it ever wasn't, but making it the thing to do that if you're from Ohio, you go to Ohio State. And Aaron Scott certainly is a big name to keep that train rolling. Mark, this was a lot of fun, man. This is bringing me back to, even though we had to do it on video, I would come on your show, Dayton Sports Scene, every Wednesday, every Tuesday, we would do a Tuesday. We're Tuesday. doing it on Tuesday right now. It was every Tuesday, and it was you know, we'd usually have the Urban Meyer press conference that day, um, and it was every Wednesday for or every Tuesday for like how many years? I don't know. It was like eight years maybe. So the, this is a nice little flashback. As I said, you also were the co-host with Dan Rubin on Bucknuts Live. So this has been a blast from the past. I had a blast, man. Thank you very much. Absolutely, Dave. I got to ask you real quick though. Uh, of course, our whole lives, this, you know, conferences were about regions and kind of keep travel down in some regards. What about UCLA football is going to travel 26,000 miles? They're going to have to play in Honolulu and at Piscataway in the same year. I mean, that's crazy. It is. I never would have seen that coming. I thought. I thought Maryland, when Maryland and Rutgers joined, that that knocked me back enough. I'm like, damn. And then, but the UCLA, when that dropped, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. In a way, it was kind of cool. And it was in response, obviously, to the SEC, in my opinion, at least, adding Texas and Oklahoma. Um, but um, And I don't give Kevin Warren any credit at all for that. I think that was all Gene Smith um, and some of his cohorts. But Gene Smith, I think, was the driving force behind that. But your point is, is correct. It's 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 going to be very strange. It's also going to be cool. It's going to be. I wish I wish Ohio State and USC were playing in, in twenty four. 
got to wait till 25 for that game, but at least it's in Columbus. Buckeyes travel to L.A. next year to play UCLA at the Rose Bowl. It's going to be weird, man. It's going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be fun, though. I mean, it's it's, it's fun. an amazing amount of travel for college students to make, you know, even on, you know, talking about track teams, fencing, all the sports. I mean, UCLA and Ohio State play every sport imaginable. There's going to be a lot of travel going on. Well, it's funny. They have all this stuff under the guise of player safety and amateur athletes. What do they do? Expand the college football playoff to 12 teams. <laughs> hey, we're getting more football. It's just funny because what are they doing this year? They're eliminating the long-time rule where after a first down, they stop the clock ex- except the last two minutes of each half. And the rationale is player safety. What a bunch of BS. You cannot say you're doing that for player safety because it's, you know, the they, the analytics say you're going to knock about maybe seven, eight snaps off the game. Less snaps, less injuries. Okay, fair enough. In the next breath, you're going to add eight teams to the college football playoff. You're going to you're going to triple the amount of teams in the in the college football playoff under the guise of player safety with these rules. It's hypocrisy at its finest, my friend. And we're not well, surprised. Yeah, they, they want to get these games in that window, just like the NFL, just like Major League Baseball is doing now. Uh, so they're just trying to fit everything in that tidy little window for television. That's really all it is. All right. We, uh, I guess we ran out of time, so we can't talk about the Cincinnati Reds being on a three-game winning streak and having the youngest roster in Major League Baseball and the best farm system. Um, so I guess I guess we can't get into too much about the, the Cincinnati Reds. We'll have to do that another day. But uh, Absolutely. my friend, this Thank was you. awesome. We're going to have you back on. It's my bad for not having you on like earlier. You've been on the Bucknuts Morning 5 before. I think oh, only yeah. once – um so we'll have to have you on more often and um great stuff man great catching up with you thank you to mark neal thank you to all all of our listeners thanks you to our live audience and your questions um thanks to mark thanks to all of you we appreciate it very much if you like the show like subscribe give us a five-star review depending on what platform you are watching or listening on all that stuff really helps youtube hit that subscribe button that helps a lot all right guys appreciate it very much if everyone has a great rest of your day (laughs) 